Please listen carefully. And now, live from the Arboretum in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, with two hosts who are frantically trying to figure out the logistics of a unicycle built for two, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we're doing another assumption... Yes, brand new. Brand new. Uh, I saw this in theaters, but it is now out on streaming. You saw it. It's available on streaming on Vudu. Vudu, yes. Yes. And probably other places. Anyway, we are... What is it already? It's Jurassic World Dominion. Dominion. The third movie in the new trilogy. Sixth movie overall. Yeah. So there's the Jurassic Park trilogy, I guess, and then the Jurassic World trilogy. That's the weird, that's the classification they're giving them, which, okay, it all is just Jurassic Park to me. But yes, there is Jurassic Park, which is one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. And then there's Jurassic World, which is Jurassic World, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and now Jurassic World Dominion. Okay, what is your history with Jurassic, I guess, the previous five? Yep. Just kind of just go through them and... We don't have to go super in depth, but I mean, um, the first one's obviously a, a classic. That's where I would start, and that's that's almost where I would end. But um, I was prime generation for Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. It came out when I was like ninety two, one two. I'd say ish. three, four, but something like that. Somebody can dispute us, but around that time period, so I'm like thirteen ish. Mm-hmm. Perfect, like my parents give me money, go to the movie theater, go watch your dinosaur movie, drop yeah. you off, come pick you up. But I loved it. it. The first one is a classic. Mm-hmm. The dinosaurs, the characters, the world building. It was a, a theater phenomenon for most people. I have seen all of them, so I will say yeah. that. But the, it's hard to top that first one. Still I, holds up too weirdly. The specials, there's so much practical mixed that's it. with the, with the uh, CGI. It really holds up well. That's it. That's one thing we talk about on our podcast all the time is like, if you wanted to stand the test of time, put some practical in there. And that's what the first one did beautifully. Because there's only, what, like nine minutes? It's something, or something, it's the amount of CGI in that's very small. Yes. Surprisingly small. Yeah. I forget what the minute number is, but it's something, I think it's sub 10. I would believe it because the original is all Steven Spielberg and all that Hollywood money and knowing that they have a blockbuster on their hands. Mm -hmm. So they let them go sort of a little crazy with the budget and they did everything as real as they could and it shows. Mm Mm-hmm. Two and three, or sorry, Lost World, Jurassic Park 2, and Jurassic Park 3 <laughs> mm-hmm. are a good time. I've watched them a couple of times. The newest series is is a departure, but I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy having like I enjoy spending time in this world. Yeah. But I do prefer, if we're picking between trilogies, I do prefer the original trilogy to the current trilogy. I'm with you there. The I, I can't even remember this. Second and third one, other than Goldblum's the star of one of them, <laughs> yep, which is is the only reason that's worth watching, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Was that the second one or the third one? He's well, he's in the first. Yeah. He is like the main catalyst in the second. That's it, and then he shows up for like Jeff right. Goldblum bit parts in the third. So it's the second one I'm thinking of. Yes, and then the third one I barely remember. And the, then the iconic scene in the second one is when the uh, the RV trailer, like science research lab, is like hanging over the cliff yeah, for yeah, like yeah, yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the world's Jurassic World. I mean, the first one was neat because it was like, what if the park had actually opened? Exactly. So 
that was neat. Mm-hmm. That was fine. It was good. a good time. I actually kind of liked Five. I thought it was interesting. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Weirdly, I liked it. I don't know. I, I just remember liking it. I didn't seek it out anymore. I just remember seeing it going like, yeah, that's a pretty good time. I agree. Yeah. For as far as like the overall arc of Jurassic Park goes, it was a little bit of a departure and something new. Yeah. Like Jurassic World was like the theme park opened, mm-hmm. but it was like, hey, we're bringing the first one back. Right. So a little bit of a rehash. Mm-hmm. Two had done something, or sorry, five. Yeah, five. <laughs> Two in the second trilogy. Five had brought back something that they had really never done before with the story. So yeah, like, it was like weaponized dinosaurs. It was kind of interesting. And selling them to private yeah. merchants and being like, yeah. what if dinosaurs just were like exotic pets? And it's yeah. like, oh, that's never a good idea. Yeah. We've thought, all seen Tiger King. Come on now. I thought that was interesting. And then the possible clone girl, and then she lets them all go, and then what happens now? And it was funny. This movie kind of snuck up on me. Okay. I can't remember seeing a trailer. Like, maybe I did, I, but I, I don't... Yep. Yeah, I don't really remember, and I don't remember going like, yay, more of this. So I showed up at the theater with just sat down going like, well, I I like the last one okay. Show me what you got. (laughs) Show me what you got. I mean, how did you come into this one? Um, I did think I only briefly was a tidbit mentioned on Nerd Alerts that the trailer had come out, Mm -hmm. and I just, I guess I uh, do Google searches for Jurassic Park way too Way more frequently so than the other person. So if we did on Nerd then I must have watched the trailer. Probably. I might, it might have been because of me. How can I even... I didn't even remember. But I do think this is another one like... Oh, but the trailer didn't have... had stuff in it that wasn't even in the movie. Yes. A lot of stuff that wasn't in the movie. That's true. But I think another component to this is that we're getting less of these, but I think this is still one of the like... The Dark Times COVID pandemic delayed this. So, like, mm. it should have come out, but it didn't. And then they pushed it back a little bit and mm. just a long timeline. Because usually, like, it's Jurassic Park. Like, you get the trailer three months before and be like, here's yeah. your summer blockbuster. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, yeah. And then you go see it. I, I think that was a little bit different for this one. Mm. Okay. I sat down with no expectations, really. There you go. And, well, let's get into this, <laughs> this, this thing. Uh, right up front, there's a lot of... <laughs> this is, like... Coincidence, the movie, convolution, the, the yep. <laughs> because what do you always say? Because reasons. Because reasons. Of because, course, it's like because reasons. Yeah, dinosaurs edition. But it is doing. What's funny is it's kind of on brand though, because it seems like, especially going back to look at all the synopsises for the old movies that I was getting recaps on, like. It seems like a Jurassic Park movie happens or a Jurassic World movie happens, and they're like, four years later, after the incidents, this happens. Yeah. And so that's this one. It's like four years later, after the events of Fallen Kingdom, Dominion happens. Get ready. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It starts off with that news report, which is like, dinosaurs are all over the place now. Yes. And they're living among us, and no one seems to have a problem with it. It isn't causing as much problems as it should. Nobody who wrote any of this took basic, like, ecology class. I don't know. What what do you want to call it? Ecology. Yeah. When you introduce things into ecosystems, it messes the ecosystem up like crazy, like pythons in the Everglades, all of Australia. Absolutely. Uh, It it just, it's been harped on, especially in, on the left where most of Hollywood comes from. Mm -hmm. It's been harped on for so long that, like, don't introduce things that don't belong. It messes up the ecology and, and it's bad. And now we have to fix it. Let's try and get the wolves back where they belong. 
you know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yep. You know, but the ranchers don't want it. Oh, those evil ranchers. And, and there's been so much talk of that for, I don't know, 20 years. I have a Simpsons brain, and the Simpsons did that as well. It's like you introduce a new species, you have to bring in the species that takes that out, and then you have right. to bring in the third species that takes out the second species. Exactly. And it's like, don't do it. So it wouldn't be like, <laughs> there wouldn't be like a little kid feeding ducks and the dinosaurs. They would just be the dinosaurs <laughs> or the ducks. I don't, one of them would win basically true and that was kind of weird i'm it was super weird and that's like it's it's a nice opening montage like it's cool because like hey you know you're in it for a jurassic park movie but yeah but two things for me was that like the reason the first one is so great is because dinosaurs are scary yeah yeah dinosaurs are like apex predators that you should hide out from and don't move because they track you by movement like all the stuff we learned from the first one Uh And I get, like, this isn't the first movie to say that the dinosaurs made it to the mainland. But in one scene, you're showing this giant sea dinosaur come up and oh, eat yeah. a crane. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you also see the little girl feeding yeah, yeah, the dinosaurs yeah, yeah. by the pond. Yeah. Like, which way are we going? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, they're they're super deadly, but also they're super cute. It's like, uh, you can't have it both ways. You can have it both ways, but show. here's the one of my main problems is, I thought that's the movie we were getting. Yes. I thought we were going to get, like, what's it like to have to live with dinosaurs exactly. in the world? And that's not the movie we got at all. <laughs> just the opening montage. Yeah, just the opening montage. And I thought, I, I kind of got excited. I thought we were in for, like, a, well, it's called Dominion. So I thought it was, and e- even at the beginning, you start with, you're in the woods there. Yep. And you see you see Blue and living in the woods, and Blue's got a baby, and, and, and oh, so they're really playing off it. They even have that scene in the lumber yard where the, the dinosaur is in there. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. It starts off that way. Like, it's almost like Planet of the Dinosaurs, like I, a Planet of the Apes things. And I thought we were going to get into, that's what everyone's having to deal with, is the repercussions of this girl who let out all the dinosaurs. And I thought that's why... I, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are hiding the girl because I thought it was like the world wants to just like she's like in trouble because she let all the dinosaurs out. Exactly. And then I thought we're going to see the repercussions of that and what's happening in the world. And and, you know, maybe it'd be something cool, like so many of the wild areas have been taken over by dinosaurs that there's almost like it's almost like a walking dead thing. A territory battle. Yeah. Yeah. And there's bastions and there's there. But nope, not at all. (laughs) It, It didn't really seem to matter. There's pterodactyls or whatever nesting on like the Empire State Building or whatever. Okay. Yeah. You know, not not a big deal, which we'll later get to a part that shows that how do you fly out of JFK with that thing? Because what happens later on in the movie? Anyway, there's enough plot holes to walk a T-Rex through. (laughs) A gigantosaurus. Yeah, even a gigantosaurus. No, but that is a, I mean, that is a valid point because like the way they set it up, the way they bring you back into the fold is not the story we get. And that is a little bit of a disconnect. I mean, I would love to see the movie where it's about like the world at large trying to figure out how they coexist with dinosaurs. Yeah, Yeah, well, and that's how it seems to start because we got, we're in the woods. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny is I came across this on on the interwebs too, is that I I forget who it was, but someone was like, uh, apparently their names are Claire and Owen. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know what? These characters are kind of like, do you even know their name? It's like, <laughs> you know. No, you know their faces. Yeah, it's yeah. Chris Pratt and Bryce Howard. And so it's it's funny to me. 
that, that's kind of on brand though, because I'll uh, we'll do this right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's Jeff Goldblum's character name? Um, Malcolm. No, Malcolm's. Wait. Yes, you're close. Um. <laughs> it's it's Doctor Ian Malcolm. But yeah, 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 Malcolm. So I'm right. But he's an Ian. Yeah. Chris Pratt's an Owen. Yeah. She's she's a Claire. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard is a Claire. Laura Dern is Ellie. Like, I mean, these they're like names of our grandparents. <laughs> but it's all it's all it's star power, one hundred percent. So I was right. It is Malcolm. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we're in this we're in this snowy cabin, and they have Maisie Lockwood, who's this apparently this clone girl mm-hmm. who was made like the dinosaurs, exactly, but not. Um, and and they have her hidden out in the woods for. I thought the reason was she's in danger, which she was, but not for the reasons that we thought. I get which you. Was weird, and she's bored out there, and they're acting like her parents. They've created a little family. And Blue's running around out there in the woods and then created her own offspring because that's what the Jurassic Park animals do. That's been established. <laughs> yep. That's, Life that's, finds a way. Yeah, that, that's fine. And Maisie names the baby Beta, I think. Right? Yep. That's such alpha an easy beta, name. Yeah, Alpha Beta. First, yeah. second. Boom. It's like when my kids, when my kids were little and you give them a stuffed animal and like, you know, it's like, here's a little stuffed animal, Hippo. What's his name? <laughs> Hippo-y. You know? <laughs> could have been worse it could have been like blue and then their offspring periwinkle i don't know (laughs) beta makes a little bit more sense in the scientific world of jurassic world but but at this point i was in i was like she's you've got this teenager and she's having trouble like dealing with having to live out in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. and we get the scene where she's kind of like fast like i said they're in that lumber yard and the dinosaurs there and she's looking at it feeling like a kind of existential thing because she's like i'm kind of like them and they're kind of like me and then everything goes crazy because <laughs> she gets kidnapped by some guys from deliverance <laughs> yeah the redneck militia absolutely yeah. <laughs> and it's because of reasons like they never really <laughs> set it up but these this militia these vigilantes come and they kidnap uh, beta and they mm-hmm. kidnap Maisie, yeah. and they're like you're ours now and then that becomes the conflict i mean it it it's interesting that they do parallel Maisie with like the contained dinosaurs mm-hmm. because Maisie is a special person. Yes. Dinosaurs are special creatures. There is some parallel there, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's never really explored or explained. It's nope. just assumed. Yeah. The it's and this, I, I call this movie a, there's two movies that are <laughs> stuffed into this like three hour, almost runtime. Or is it two and a half? How long is this movie? It's long. Too long. Um, <laughs> the, there's like literally two movies in here. Yes. That eventually they just have, it's, it's like we need something with the new people and we need something with the original characters. So let's make two different movies <laughs> and then figure out a way for them to meet at the end. I'm it, throwing a bunch of fan service while we do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard thread is the MacGuffin is Maisie has been kidnapped. Yes. We have to go save her. But I have, this brings up a question for you mm-hmm. that I have for you. So this is not the first time we see it, but they definitely elevate it for this movie. Chris Pratt, Owen, mm-hmm. can communicate with dinosaurs. Oh, I know, I know. Yay or nay? That's this. That the this has been made fun of on. There's memes about this now. I know because it seems like everyone can do the Pratt hand or whatever you want to call it. I Mage guess the hand? Owen hand. Yeah, the, <laughs> the eleven hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the eleven hand is even better. <laughs> Stranger Things. Exactly. Uh, yeah, in the first movie, 
that he's in, it's kind of established that he raised the velociraptors yes. from like babies. So has a bond with them. So he's a bond with them. And that hand thing he does is kind of like one of his training techniques that you'd get with someone who trains like tigers yeah. or lions or whatever. And that was kind of like just the thing he could do because he was the trainer. But apparently this is like, it's literally like some guy who trains lions or whatever, just going into the Sahara <laughs> and being like, you know, doing like whatever he does to Saharan lions. It yeah. works on all lions. Yeah, all lions. And it's, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's. And then other characters start doing it in this movie, too. That's it. That's, uh, and I think it may be the other characters that sort of put it in my brain and made me like hyper aware of it. Mm-hmm. They used it sparingly when he was training and it made sense. It made sense when he did it with Blue. Exactly. And Blue still like gave him a little cut. But now it seems like a secret power. It's yeah. like, I can control dinosaurs, which if we were talking about the movie where humans and dinosaurs coexist, absolutely use that, but doesn't really fit in this. There movie. was a lot of people who had powers in this that they shouldn't have. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, Bryce Dallas Howard, yes. they, we get that little tiny part. There's a little tiny part where she's like rescuing. It was just jammed in there. Okay. She was rescuing those baby triceratops looking thingies. Yes. I don't remember. Excuse me, everyone who loves dinosaurs tons and can name every little That's dinosaur. Right. I can only name the ones that I played with as kids. But those are old school triceratops, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they're baby ones because she is like the dinosaur conservationist now. Yeah, and they're, I guess they were being illegally raised and she was breaking them out of the the thing. Mm-hmm. And she's with one of my new favorites, Daniela Pineda. Yes. Who's in this movie for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I got excited when I saw her and then was like, where did she go? Never showed up again. Just and, enough to get you in the seat. Yeah. And this, and then the other guy that was with them who ended up becoming like a CIA agent, which was weird. But when they're breaking that thing out, there's so much willing suspension of disbelief. And the, one of the first ones that happened to me, and forgive me, this is so like, let me push up my glasses. <laughs> well, actually. But they drive like the van they're in like through this gate. Yes. That... The van would have just crashed into the gate. It, it like blasted through the gate like Kit and Knight Rider, which is fine in Knight Rider because that's like a cartoon. But I think it also comes on the heels of me rewatching once again Logan. There you go. And in Logan, he he does that too. He like it's the same thing. It's the exact same kind of fence. Yes. But guess what? It doesn't get through it. It crashes. It's a disaster when he goes in there. But nope, not in this movie. That is one of those Hollywood isms. Yeah. Like if you're if you're going 88 miles per hour, you can go back to the future. You can go through a fence. You can go yeah. wherever you need to get to. Yeah. In real life, oh, you're gonna crush your, your Air, transmission. Airbags go yeah. off. Yeah, you're, <laughs> it's not. You're not getting through it. Oh my goodness gracious! Sorry, that was just no. I'm I'm totally with you, but I mean it's it's an action sequence, and that's something this movie does kind of get right. But we'll get into it. On the other side of the things, outside of the the action set pieces and people crashing through gates, we have the uh, other sort of conspiracy. But uh, movie two, yeah, we get to see uh, Laura Dern again. She yes. comes back. Always good great. to see her. She's great. And as a classic, I mean, she was one of the uh, OG. She was in the first mm-hmm. one. But now she's watching creepy locusts on yeah, a farm somewhere. Giant locusts. I don't even know if they gave us a like a location card. I don't know I where don't it remember. is. But she's like, oh no, something is wrong. And <laughs> this is oh my goodness. First of all, let me just say up top, even though we're a little bit into this. The cast is these are all high level A-list actors 
and even some of the ones who aren't, the acting in this is fine. Would, all the way through. It's great. Absolutely. Everyone's great. I can't think of anyone in this who was like, this person can't act at all. I, no. it was it was all everything was fine, which I think helps this so much. Yes. Because to me it's the like the writing is very weak <laughs> and just because like we we're gonna keep saying it because reasons. <laughs> And if this was like a B-list cast, this would be such a MST3K midnight movie. Oh, yeah. If we didn't know any of these people, yes. we'd be like, what are we watching right yeah. now? And it's even almost generational because we have the OG cast, which is Laura Dern and Sam, Sam Neill comes in mm. here in a minute. Um, we talked about Jeff Goldblum. And then we have the like the second generation with your Chris Pratt's and mm. you're like, everybody's doing a great job. Yeah. But they are delivering lines that are like, say the line, do the thing. Let's get yeah. to the next scene. Okay. Yeah, because this whole plot point. So there's these grasshoppers, and she's there's these giant grasshoppers, and they ruined this field. Yep. And then this is in the first scene she's in. She looks over and she's like, "How come that field's not eaten by the grasshoppers?" And they're like, "Well, that's made with biosyn seed." And she's like, "Hmm." You know, and it's like that could be like the entire plot of a whole movie. Yes. That they have to figure out what's going on. But she immediately is like, Biosyn made these locusts. Like, <laughs> like is she, didn't you get that vibe? She was just like, wait a minute. She did the she did the Jurassic Park take off her sunglasses thing, yeah. which is a classic move. I love to see it. <laughs> it's fan service. But it, it is immediate. It's like she knows immediately what's going wrong just by watching this, this cloud, and she knows her next step. Yes, I have to go get Sam Neill. And I, like, I know Biosyn's been maybe mentioned, but it's always been like engine, like was the Incen was the the original company, mm-hmm. like the Hammond Lockwood stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess Biosyn is the new enemy, and obviously it's new enemy, so they're doing they're the ones that's behind everything. But no explanation. It's just like, oh, it's these guys. They're bad. Let's go. Yeah, let's go talk to them. <laughs> exactly. It's like I want to go find out why their seed isn't getting eaten by these locusts. Yeah, but she goes to she goes to see Alan Grant, who you know that's him because when she steps into the tent, she goes. Alan Grant. <laughs> As I live and breathe. No, I don't think she says that. But it No, is she a, does say Alan Grant. Oh, and yeah, then I'd he says her name. Of course. Just in case you didn't know who they were. And uh, of, of course, they put Alan Grant in his usual like tent oh, raptor uh, digging setup. Yeah. Like, remember from the first movie? But also, why is he doing that? There's dinosaurs everywhere now. He's a dinosaur digger for life. He's never going to give it up. Don't you remember, though, that in that movie, he like threw away like the fossilized thing? Kind of like they're like, well, they're here now. I would say once it, <laughs> to unnecessarily justified, I would say once an archaeologist, always an archaeologist. Well, yeah, but if <laughs> I guess, but <laughs> the, he should have like if he switched over to like digging for like anthropologist stuff, like yep. early humans or something, maybe I'd get that. Yeah. But I don't know. It just was kind of silly to me. It's like, why are you still digging? They're all over the place right now. It is a little weird. And like, to your point, in the original trilogy, two and three, Alan Grant's really reluctant about doing any more dinosaur stuff. Yeah. Because he sees like, oh, this is bad if it keeps going. Yeah. But apparently he keeps going because reasons. Because reasons. (laughs) I know. And they got to have that love triangle. Not that I don't want to see Ellie and Alan hook up. Because, I mean, that's old school. Like, they should have gotten together. Mm Mm-hmm. But that seems to be half the reason that they're in this movie. No, yeah, I know. How's your husband? We got a divorce. Oh, Oh, how convenient. Let me stare at you (laughs) lovingly. Everything was just so like, come on, let's get to it. We got to get to it. We got to get to the CGI dinosaurs. Come on, let's go. (laughs) Let's go. 
they yeah they meet up and it's like all right I, I there's this company Biosyn they're doing bad stuff you want to come with me and he's like sure let's go <laughs> and then they head off to Biosyn okay but that does lead us into after that meet cute thirty years later now mm-hmm. but after that meet cute we do get one of the scenes that I do really enjoy yeah. for the new one where they go to the dinosaur black market and we go back to uh, Owen oh, yeah. and Claire and I don't but Maisie's not there because no, she's kidnapped she's kidnapped. Owen and Claire are there, and it's like they're shouting out Steven Spielberg and old George Lucas stuff. But yeah, yeah. There's a dinosaur the, black market. They're cooking which, dinosaurs and stuff, which that could have worked in the other movie we we're talking about. If dinosaurs and the humans coexist, there would definitely be a black market. Yes, there'd be a black market. People would be cooking the dinosaurs because they probably ate all the cattle. That's it. Right? Or exotic meat market. Yeah. I mean, like you can go buy bison and ostrich yeah. right now in the real yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. And no, you're right. That was a super cool scene. We also get introduced to a, another new character. Oh, yeah, who only gets like a couple of seconds of screen time. The, so Iona Santos is her character name. Oh, that, the, yeah, we get a couple new characters here. That's yes. the bad guy character yes. who, was, who, again, was like, here's your bag. Nah, never mind. It was like, it was so. <laughs> I walked out of the movie going, what happened to. What did. They, what just, did, they, <laughs> they just needed her for that scene. She had a. Two-week commitment work time, and then she did her job. I don't know what's going on. That was so weird. <laughs> that was so weird. That that was the bad the, the bad girl, and then we do get a good girl, which, yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, DeWanda Wise playing Kayla Watts, who was great. One of the few characters that seemed to have, like, kind of an arc in there. Absolutely. As little as it was, it was there. And had development and yes. like justification for her actions. Right. Yeah. The only one? I mean, <laughs> it's very very strange. Yeah, she was great. Now, as we'll mention the market and all the stuff that happens around that, mm-hmm. the uh, bad girl who we see for five seconds and the release of the uh, our old friends from the last one, the uh, killer raptors. Oh, absolutely. Missile raptors. Laser-guided raptors. The smart raptors. Yeah. This is where it was fun action, but it, we, we're we going into, like, Michael Bay territory where it's, like, so much of it is, like, how is any of... This is where you're sitting there going, wait, this girl Claire... Yes. ...is suddenly Jason Bourne... In the back can, of a truck. ...and yep. can outrun raptors and stuff. And I get... Owen. Owen's supposed to be a... a used to be a special forces guy. True. So that... Is immediate plot armor, but she's doing stuff that you're like, what? What? How, how is she out running those raptors right now? And then also too, oh, you know what drove me crazy? This drove me so crazy. What's that? When Evil Girl laser guided those raptors, all those Secret Service guys that were are like trying to arrest her or special whatever those guys were, French CIA. I don't know what the heck they were. Yeah, Barry Sambina. Yeah, they all had guns, and none of them shot any of those things. That's true. Like. Apparently, wh- wh- huh? <laughs> What's going on? They only have so many bullets. They got to conserve them. No, I don't know. That drove me crazy. I'm like, shoot them in the head. <laughs> they, they like forgot how to use their weapons. It, it was, uh, and that's another because reasons. Yep. But and plot armor. But like golly, a- <laughs> what the heck is going? That that drove me absolutely crazy. Because again, if we got our like planet of the dinosaurs, yep. the walking deadish thing. You'd be having dinosaurs getting popped left and right. Absolutely. And weren't they doing that in the other Jurassic the 
Jurassic Park movies? Weren't there like kind of space marine type almost things happening? I remember there was gunplay. I think there was. Like there was no gunplay allowed in this movie. True. And I think the old ones actually leaned more on the tranquilizer side. That's true. Yeah. Rather than like the bullet gore. Yeah. Maybe that's a rating thing. Maybe that's just a Hollywood, like keep it a little bit more family friendly. Uh, yeah, I know. But shoot, I'm with you. Shoot, kids kids wouldn't want to see dinosaurs getting shot. But they were cooking one. <laughs> there is a black market, which means some dinosaurs have to die. Yeah. They're and there was a them. dinosaur <laughs> fighting pit, right? It just didn't make any sense. I'm with like, you. Like disarm them somehow. Exactly. Like, 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 hey, why don't you be a good writer and have them, she can get the drop on them. Mm-hmm. Have them disarmed and then do the evil villain thing of like, I'd like you to meet my, you know, sharks with laser beams <laughs> on their head. My raptors with laser yes, focus. And then release the raptors there. I get it. But no. No. They just forget how to use the weapons they've been trained to use. And especially because I think there's a scene around. Like they start running. <laughs> That's so it. silly. But and even they have the scene, it's it's Owen and Barry, and they're like, let's do it how we used to do it. And they get one of them trapped in there, but they all still escape. It's like, okay, it's still kind of happening. Yeah. I'm with, like, for you, it was guns. For me, it was the, the car chase scene directly after that, which was a good time. Good action yeah, set piece. Motorcycle, driving, riding a motorcycle while you're getting chased by raptors, was that was pretty cool. It's super fun. But there's convenient times where the raptors are slower, and then yes. the raptors are faster, yes. and then the raptors can go on buildings, but then they can't jump. Yeah. It's like, uh, like make up your mind. You're right. Can they do this or not? Yeah. <laughs> can we shoot them or can we not shoot them? Yeah, they, there was no rules. No rules. <laughs> but there are reasons. I also want to know, too, The I, I understand the, well, I well, kind of understand, sort of. The flares, like the if you if you pop a flare, you can kind of like distract them yep. somehow. But I don't remember until this movie where they're actually like able to do that with fire. And it seems like I don't know. All animals are really scared of fire, and fire existed in dinosaur times. So you think dinosaurs would be actually scared of fire? Because flares are different. Flares are just yeah. bright, and there's smoke coming out of them, which still seems like it's scaring an animal to me. But I think they were trying to use like the motion thing for the T Rex. Wasn't that in the first one they're using the flare? That, that was like a That's my that was my mental justification for it was that they, they track you based on movement. Right. And that's what Sam Neill does to distract right. so that everybody else can get away. He's waving the flare to yeah. be like, Hey, this is a thing that's moving. Right, exactly. That's fine. But then it becomes a thing where like any type of fire thing yes. will make them go like, Oh, what's that? When they're just animals. It seems like animals would be like Fire bad. There are most animals like Frankenstein's monster. Fire bad. Fire bad. You know? Clone girl's good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm totally with you. Because uh, it was just that one, it was supposed to be that, that one dinosaur. They established that the T-Rex couldn't see very well, mm-hmm. so it was like a motion thing, which we don't even know is true because those things don't exist, but fine. They established that rule. That's the one of the things that's really good about the original one is they would establish rules and follow them. Yes. With Spielberg, so what do you expect? And now we're getting to the point, especially because we're six movies into this series, they've done hybrid dinosaurs. They've talked about how they keep making making them bigger and better. Yeah. And like now they're more evolved, and now they're more special, and now they're more powerful. You would think that some of the earlier weaknesses, quote-unquote, would go away, mm-hmm. but no, it's just like, same old trick still work. <laughs> Hold out your hand and look real serious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, but then uh, Chris Pratt's magical motorcycle does get into the back of the plane of the new uh, the character Watts that we just mm-hmm. met. She's wonderful. I'm yeah, with you great. on that. But now our story get takes off and goes to the Dolomites and we are now at Biosyn with everybody. Yeah, the it's int- so here's the funny thing too. There's so many things in here that I need <laughs> someone to explain to me what's going on. I have the same answer every time. Because <laughs> Re- reasons, I know. We're at Biosyn, and there's Dr. Malcolm giving like a keynote address yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he works at Biosyn, so they're at Biosyn. So he's talking to Biosyn employees. Yes. And then afterwards, everyone is like coming up to him, having him sign his book. Like they aren't people who have worked with him the entire time. Yeah, what? that makes sense. That's a little weird. It seemed like they weren't people who worked there because they already established that it's hard to get into BIOS. And the only reason Ellie was able to get in there is because she knew Malcolm. Yes. And so that means by the rules, <laughs> everyone who was at that keynote thing. And the, first of all, that means it wasn't a keynote, really. That means it was probably just a meeting yeah some symposium or something yeah where you know you're going like all the people are sitting at their desks or their phone pops up and it's like 3 p.m we have to be at malcolm's talk yeah go to the lecture hall right and then he's like they're like buying and he's signing books I'm, i'm like what's going on that's never happened at my work Two things that they don't explain but might possibly be because of reasons why <laughs> this works one in the the five and six ian malcolm is not part of biosyn but he is like an advocate for like dinosaur lectures Mm -hmm. like i think we see him before the senate at the end of one movie at the end of five yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's around at six just to like talk to people and try and be like hey no chaos theory exactly yeah (laughs) um (laughs) okay i'll go on my quick tangent right now I think from the first one, Jurassic Park up until now, I think this whole series is the reason people are paying Jeff Goldblum to show up and be Jeff Goldblum. Because this is like the first instance I can remember of him being like sassy Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you know, he's in his black clothes, yeah, yeah. His, his suave glasses. And he's like, oh, let me let me drop some water on your hand and show you how life is crazy. Like, that's the first I can remember of Jeff Goldblum being how we know Jeff Goldblum right, now. Right, 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 right. So I blame Jurassic Park. I enjoy it, but now they're just paying him to show up and be like, hey, be Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Which know. is definitely true for this movie. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Sometimes it seems like sometimes it seems like what he says isn't scripted at all and they he just they're just filming the stuff he said while he was standing on set. Yeah, they're like, hit these bullet points, but do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. And he does it. Uh the other justification is because spoiler alert, he does turn sides later in the movie yeah, yeah. and he's actually a secret agent inside of Biosyn. I would imagine that he's a relatively new hire to Biosyn. But still, that's the problem. The problem I had is that, again, writer, did no one like proofread the script? or Because that is such an easily fixed thing. Yes. You just don't make him. He doesn't have to be an employee to be there. Yeah. He just has to be him. Exactly. And he could be there to do a keynote. He's been hired, yep. paid a stupid amount of money. Just to do the keynote for the people there at Biosyn, which would mean they were excited. I'm with you. And maybe he gets a plus one or a plus two or whatever, and that's what he uses to get Ellie in there. True. The end. That's it. How'd you get the end at Biosyn? Oh, Malcolm's doing a keynote address in... We're a special guest. We're a special guest. Because they're famous too. 
Because they're part of the Jurassic Park thing. Absolutely. The end. <laughs> but no, he works. It didn't make any. It didn't make it. Sorry, I'm, I'm harping on these things, but these little things they just they just bump you. And I think they sort of hedged their bets to have their reveal pay off later that I just spoiled. But I'm with you. Like you could have just made it a whole lot easier. It could have even been show not tell, but they, but they, they also didn't even need that though. They didn't need that reveal because they already had that communications director guy was Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey was already on the other side. They did not need <laughs> they did not need Dr. Malcolm to be that way at all. He didn't even need he he could have just been part of the group with the three of them or Absolutely. he could have still done that same thing and been like, "Hey, Ramsey came up to me yep. when I first got here cuz he is the guy who greets the people who are there." That's it. Right? So he would have been there and got them settled and they could have had one night, you know, he'd been there for like a couple days already or a day already and they could have had one night and they were sitting around and he started talking about his chaos theory or whatever <laughs> and then he's like, can I level with you? There's something going on here that's kind of sketchy. Oh, well, tell me about that. Hmm, yes. Yes. You know, and I get yeah, it. So, um, but no, it was just, I've been working here for a while and. And all is on the up and up until it isn't. No, I. It, yeah, I guess maybe they're like having extra people do it to show that it is more of like a resistance. But you could have had it done with Ramsey's and exactly them bond. I'm with you. Absolutely. Easy, easy peasy. What's your two cents on Dodgson, the 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 head of Biosyn? Well, what's funny is that he's the supposed to be the guy who was in the first movie mm-hmm. who gave Newman the can. Yes, and you're supposed to know that because it's not the same actor. Nope. And you're supposed to know that because he has the muddy can in his office. Yeah. Well, how did he get that? But Newman already called it out. He says, look, nobody cares. See, this guy's yeah. got It's like, oh, we don't remember that guy. Yeah. We weren't paying attention. I had no idea. I didn't know until later when I, I was reading stuff about it. And they, it, it is a different actor. It's Campbell Scott for this one. So, And I didn't realize, I thought that the, I didn't realize that the can was supposed to be the tie-in. I thought that this guy was just like so super into Jurassic Park that he was like collecting things. I got you. Because he's a super rich guy. Yep. So I was assuming that he got it on, you know, eBay or something. Uh, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> whatever, but... It was yeah, a, it I was a, to, it was a tip off for me because like the the old was it uh, what's the brand name Barbasol Barbasol yeah the old Barbasol can that's it, a really good shaving cream by the way it is but <laughs> seeing that you do know like oh that's that's from I recognize that yeah, from yeah. the the evil scheme of the original trilogy mm-hmm. if they're showing it it must mean there's some evil scheme for this trilogy right no they got the Tim Cook. Of running Biosyn, <laughs> and I guess th- they are using the dinosaur technology to try and better the world. The, is that what? That's the, the PR statement. Yeah, but that's what the PR statement is, yeah. right? And so you that's, say Tim Cook, that's funny. I said Steve Jobs, but I guess mine is the more dated reference. Yeah, but he looks like Tim Cook. True. But same, they're the same guy. <laughs> they are the same guy. <laughs> but it is that CEO, like, yeah, yeah. quirky, like, yeah, Elon yeah. Musk, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do what I do. Uh, I, I, I ran out of attention to talk to you. I have to go get a snack yeah. before I pass out. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, the Biosyn has this um, dinosaur sanctuary or whatever mm-hmm. that they uh, are using for their research, I guess, or whatever. I'm not. As, it's kind of weird because it's like... This is another thing that makes it not planet of the dinosaurs. It's Absolutely. like almost all the dinosaurs are here. They've like gathered them, the majority of them up and put them here. <laughs> and so it's like, why isn't the one that, you know, the little girls feeding? Why don't, why didn't you grab them and put them there? <laughs> what about those ones that are nesting on the 
Empire State Building. Why didn't you put this there? And this is where we get to the part. So apparently, lay it on me. Like you said earlier, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas get in this cool old airplane of Watts. Cool. This yeah. cool old like she's like uh you know Han Solo. She's got this absolutely this cool old ship that doesn't look like it's gonna fly, but it has all kinds of special bells and whistles, and it's awesome. I love her. It's great. And the whole problem though with going into Biosyn is that you have to get them to turn on their anti-paradactyl, uh, <laughs> you know, what it, like shield or whatever. And uh, just to give the technical term, the dinosaur that does attack them is the Quetzalcoatlus. Okay, the Quetzalcoatlus. <laughs> Suddenly we are in Star Wars because she's got the ship like the Millennium Falcon and she's like calling into like Biosyn going like, hey, I got a delivery for you. And they're like, what's your clearance code? It's like, oh, it's an older one, but it does check out. You know, <laughs> that's so true. It was, like, and then Vader goes, "Turn off the shields or whatever." Oh no, no, we're fine here. Or, Thanks. No, How was, are you? It was Tim Cook said, "Turn off the shields." There you go. And then they get attacked by the Quetzalcoatl and just takes their plane down, which immediately made me think of, I'm flying out of LaGuardia in New York, and is one of those things that's on the Empire's Day building just gonna take my plane down because it seems that's what they like to do it seems that there's so much air yes. traffic around new york city it seems like you would have to get those things out of there they don't explain this but here's a question for you so like because they have like shield on shield off switch yeah does that mean they did something to the dinosaur to like activate them deactivate them and yeah, that's why it happens here and yeah they in, were like, supposed LaGuardia? to yeah they were supposed to have some some kind of thing in them because they got them all to like go to the center at one point too oh, that is true they so got, they do have some sort of like yeah, chip. They but, never said it. That's, that's why thing. I'm so confused right no, now. No, it's for because re- reasons. I'm totally with you. If this was actually the like, hey, dinosaurs and humans are on the same Earth. Yeah, they would totally be yeah. like, oh, we lost another plane today because yeah, because <laughs> they they turned the control chip or whatever the heck was off. That's it. So that means that's the default position for that kind of dinosaur. There you go. You're not telling me that they have the only <laughs> Quetzalcoatl in the entire world. <laughs> So that means that they're flying around, and they obviously like to just attack the engines of airplanes. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to fly anymore unless you were. You would have to shoot those things down with F-16s, which would be an awesome movie. I was just going to say the same. I want to see that movie. Yeah. You got freaking Maverick and his F-18 Hornet fighting pterodactyls and quexacuatles and stuff, you know? (laughs) That would be awesome. Oh, now you're now you're speaking into existence the crossover between Top Gun and Jurassic Park, though. We'll see how it goes. The Quetzalcoatls take down this awesome plane, and they only have one working ejector seat, which is, first of all, she says, like, why don't you have parachutes? She's like, I'm the only one on here. Yeah. Okay, but the ejector seat wasn't in the pilot seat. It was in the passenger seat behind her. True. It was the seat she knew that <laughs> was working in case somebody, I guess, took it over. Um, like, you would assume the pilot seat, but it's it's her ship. She knows where she put it. I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was so because reasons. And so they shoot Bryce Dallas Howard up out of the plane on yeah. an ejector seat, which those kind of planes don't have ejector seats. Those are for jets. <laughs> you would just have a pair. That plane's old. No, anyway. anyway, and, and then they crash into the ice. Yep. And it would have been safer for Bryce Dallas Howard to have just stayed with them. Of course. Apparently, because they don't even get a cut or a busted lip or anything. But that's that's Owen looking after Claire being like, mm-hmm. we got to do this. You're, you're yeah. my baby. Mm-hmm. 
but then she's like stuck in the middle of the jungle with all these dinosaurs. For being a completely unnecessary scene, I do love it though. Well, yeah, because that's because it's old school Jurassic Park. Yes, and the whole movie could have been that if it was like we said, the walking dinos or whatever <laughs> we want to call it. I mean, that they had that crazy, they had that crazy Wolverine looking dinosaur with the claws that totally listen. I love you, paleontologists. Yep. But that clawed, feathery dinosaur thing, what do you know what it's called? Do you have it there? The, uh, Therizinosaurus. Okay, the Therizinosaurus? Yes. That really looks like one of those things where you built it wrong in like 20, 30 years. They're going to be like, yeah, you know what? That thing didn't look like that. Well, because that thing was crazy. It was crazy. Absolutely. But I do have to speak up for this because it is justified. Because the whole point of Jurassic World, one thing they did right that I liked in their world building, again, they didn't really explain it for the sixth one, but in four and five, they've evolved dinosaurs and they're doing hybrids now. Yeah, and they're yeah, making yeah. their own. Yeah, yeah. That is one of them that they... Oh, that's one of them they made up they made for up. the toy. I mean... Yeah. For the toy, for <laughs> yeah. the merchandise, absolutely. <laughs> for, the, for the fans. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Never mind paleontologists. No, but even still, I have my complaint because like... They already did that twice. They had the Indominus Rex, yeah. and then they had the Indoraptor, which mm-hmm. was like T-Rex and Raptor. We don't see either of those in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was the highlight of the movie, two movies previous. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. why not give us more of that? Just quit, stop making new ones. Like, show us the cool ones you already made. But uh, No, no, you got to make new ones, man. <laughs> but yeah, this is a Wolverine one, totally. And there's a whole swamp scene. It's really suspenseful. Yeah. And, but it it's unnecessary. Amounts to nothing. And yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> and like everyone finds each other right when they need them. <laughs> it just like takes away like all of the, oh, no, what's going to happen? Are they going to make it in time? Because n- never. That's- and then it's so non-consequential when Watts and Owen fight that feathery dinosaur on the ice. Absolutely. It was so like. We already know they got to meet up again. Yeah. Yeah. It was so it was like, and then he like falls into the frigid water and gets out and is just like, I'm fine. Yeah. This goes along <laughs> There's with the, so much plot armor in this movie. Absolutely. This goes back to the scene of the van crashing through the gate. It's yeah. like, oh, you're going to fall into a frigid, frozen, in the mountains water source and just be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a cool 65 degrees. Let's yeah. keep running. It's like, no, you're going to freeze up and cramp. Yeah. And that dinosaur is built for that. And he's going to kill you. Even... The because my kids just recently watched all of them because they're they're going to a murder mystery party, Fine. a Harry Potter murder mystery. So they rewatched all the Harry Potter movies. Gotcha. So that was playing for like a week in my house. So I was seeing parts of it. There's a whole bunch of times in the Harry Potter movies where they fall into like cold Scottish water. Absolutely. And they have to like take all their clothes off and change their clothes. Yep. And they're wizards. I was always like, don't they have a like. You know, dry, uh, dry, uh, you know, instant warm. Yeah. <laughs> but that makes no sense in the other direction. But at least it made sense that I'm cold. I need to change my clothes. Yeah. But anyway, this did not have that at all. You know what? In a lot of ways, this was literally this whole movie was like the beginning part of Toy Story where <laughs> where Andy's playing with his toys. Yeah. And just this is just some kid's fantasy playing with his Jurassic Park toys because it nothing makes sense. And just nope. you know. going on to the next beat, here's here's where they go from here. Like we barely talked about Alan and Ellie because yeah. like everything they do just works out. 
Like, yeah. Dr. Malcolm gives them the badge. They go find the locust. It's like, oh, here's the locust we were yeah. looking for. Cool, let's take a sample. And, oh, here's Maisie. She looks like a kidnapped girl that we could help. Come yeah, with us. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, everything just works out for yeah. them. And it's okay. Yeah. Like, no conflict. Yeah, well, yeah. And the, then the conflict was like, was like, <laughs> look, Tim Cook, they, they're breaking into the thing. And he's like, oh, curses. And then he goes down there and is like, well, now I have to get rid of this evidence because they've seen it. So he like already had the place rigged up to like flamethrower all the locusts. Burn it down. The giant locusts. And then apparently giant prehistoric locusts are flame proof or, yes. or they're flammable, but it doesn't kill them. They they have a plus five fire yeah. resistance to I them. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what to call it, but he basically turned them all into the locust torch, like, like the human torch, but locust style. Yeah. And then they all like exit through the... Monorail hypertube? Yeah. Oh, well, you're talking about the, the locust. Yeah, it was get, like yeah. the fire vent. That's it. And then set everything on fire. So weird. Speaking of weird, though, here's the... I don't know if it's weird or fun, but I noticed it, and so I have to talk about it. So... Alan and Ellie do get away with Maisie, yeah, but yeah. They, they attempt to take the monorail or whatever it is, I think, the hypertube, but they end up going through the cave system. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes Indiana Jones for like a solid five minutes. Yeah, like yeah. pure Indiana Jones. They even do a scene where Alan Grant goes back for his hat. He's yeah, like, yeah. don't go back for your hat. And I'm like, why are we watching Indiana Jones right <laughs> now? He climbs up a ladder and there's flames and a dinosaur head. And it's just like, maybe this is a shout out to Spielberg, but it was, uh, why are you putting Indiana Jones in my Jurassic Park? I <laughs> there's so much stuff in here that was like, what's going on right now? Yep. And then of course once they get, was it Malcolm that got them out of the tunnel or Malcolm got them most of the way through the facility and started helping them? But that's when we really learned that Ramses is the guy that is right. also he's the second reveal. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm I I know I work with Dodgson on the bad guy team, but I'm actually for you guys. So let me help you out. Right. And he, he gives him the gate code or helps him get out of the gate and stuff like that. Yeah. But then like, doesn't Malcolm just like guess the code on the keypad? <laughs> because it's chaos. When life finds a way, it's the chaos <laughs> oh, theory. Oh my gosh, that's right. You're right. It was literally the reason. Yeah, that's it. The reason the writer had that he could figure out a random keypad. Is because he's the master of chaos. Which, if they had done that once, like if that was the like the Mary Sue, like oh this works, it would have made sense because that's his character. Yeah, but they they took a whole bunch of liberties, and yeah. that was one. Of them. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, at some point, I fr- I even forget. At some point, they all get together. Everyone gets together. They do meet up because they come out of the caves, and this is where Claire and Owen and Watts are now. This is they're coming out of the forest, but they all meet up at that sort of. I guess it's a security post lookout yeah. tower, and everything's on locust fire. Yep, locusts are falling from the sky and still flying around. And the facility's going up, and they're trying to do the the security switch for the dinosaurs, but that's not really working. So now it's it, it's it's an homage to the old school Jurassic Park. Like you're in the park. And things are going, shutting down and going haywire, get to high ground kind of stuff. Again. They're in the park again. And everything's (laughs) going haywire in a park again. This is not what I was promised at the beginning. (laughs) It is a self-contained sort of bubble episode, yep. When it should be like, the world. The world should be on fire. It should be. And they should be trying, yes, and they should be trying to, like, how cool would it have been if, like, certain cities or, like, there was, like, hubs of humanity that were, like, walled or something. Mm Mm-hmm. That they had to like 
anti-aircraft missiles, but it's for like flying dinosaurs. Because they know they're coming. And like artillery can't. Just like, you know, it'd be how cool would that be? Because it would literally be you could take Walking Dead and you'd have to scale it up to dinosaur size. So it wouldn't just be like crossbows and yeah, it's you'd not have slow to have zombies. like yeah, you'd have to have like, you know, major military equipment. It would be it would be pretty epic. The more we keep talking about it, the more I think we have to write this and yeah. this, this will be our ticket. Because <laughs> I would love to see that movie. Planet of the Dinosaurs. Oh, totally. Oh, sign me up. I'm totally cuz like the end of this movie is exciting. I guess it resolves a little bit, but because everything has just sort of gone along for reasons, it ends for reasons. Like, Dodgson, like, he gets away because he, he owns the facility, but then he gets killed by uh, the, the, the big finned spitting dinosaurs yeah, as he an gets, homage to... Yeah, he gets killed the same way the guy that Newman got killed. We call him Newman, but that's not... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Newman in Seinfeld. Yeah, but. No. So that, I mean, that was a nice beat, but okay, the the big evil bad of this movie just gets taken out randomly by dinosaurs Mm -hmm. away from everybody else. Yeah. And then our main crew is all together now, and Sam Neill and Chris Pratt are saying lines together to show, oh, they're the same character. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't isn't that clever? I'm laughing because you guys can't see it, but Mikey, Mikey put Mikey put his hands on his hips like, no golly. Uh. I, I, I probably I, uh. I either rolled my eyes or shook my head when they did that. I was like, yeah. I get it. It's fun. But we're in the third act. Like, yeah, we've had enough fan service because there's a whole bunch in here. I know. And I love seeing these people. But again, it's just like, that's enough. <laughs> but they survive just because they're all together. They're in that tower. And then... Deus Ex Machina, Watts gets another helicopter, or her, yeah. she gets her ship back. No, no, there was a, there's, Biosyn had planes. That's right. That's what it was. That's right. They they broke back into the facility. Yeah. Oh, that whole server they, room, yeah. Yeah, they had to go back into the facility to where the dinosaurs were going. That's right. In order to get out. Yep. And right when, oh no, there's a gigantosaurus, is that what they called it? Yep. You know, what are we going to do? Here comes old Rexy again, the old hero. I had no idea they called him Rexy. Yeah, apparently. But apparently, that's if that's true, that means that's the original T-Rex from the first one. I think so. Which is kind of neat. Yeah. Like, I'm glad he's still around. And then Rexy gets his butt kicked, but or her. They're all hers, actually. That's true. <laughs> Rexy gets her butt kicked, but not. But not. No. It's the it's it's like a it's it was this team is a hundred percent WWE stuff right here from the top rope. Yeah, it was like it, it was like it was like oh no, Hulk's hurt. He's not getting back up, you know. And then he just like you know ooh, ooh. and then then Rexy stood up and took its little hand and put it up against its little ear. What's that, brother? <laughs> <laughs> And then teamed up with the, uh, what's it called? The Wolverine dinosaur? Wolverinosaurus. Yeah, Wolverinosaurus. And just threw Gigantosaurus right into him. Right into the right the into claws. the spiky claws. Done. Which was fun, I guess. That, But that's, I mean, that's what you pay for when you go to a Jurassic Park That is movie. what you pay for, but all the, main, all the main characters just stood there and watched. Yeah, they're in the background trying to not get crushed. Yeah. Inconsequential to what's actually happening. Inconsequential. And then here's the thing about this. I mean, we had just gotten through with like our Stranger Things and all through stuff like that, you know, part of storytelling and part of the thing that gets you invested in the thing that that's painful, but you still love it is you kill a character here and there, you know, and, and, but everybody lived, even Rexy, everybody, like no, the only people who die are the quote unquote bad people. 
even Henry Wu, who has yeah. been in all the Jurassic Park movies, yeah. and he's been playing for both sides, yep. happens to be a good guy in this one, working <laughs> for the bad guys. Even he lives. Yeah. Like, you've been in six, dude. Like, this could have been your moment to be like, yeah. I'm, I'm giving my sacrifice. Yes. But he still lives. Yeah, redemption. You know, for all, I feel bad about all this stuff. That would have been perfect. Yeah. It would have been fitting. And we didn't even barely get into the, the now, I want to talk about it a little bit. Because this young actress, Isabella Sermon, who plays Maisie. Yes. The clone girl. She's really good. You know, she's holding her own against everyone. She's a good actress. Absolutely. And her whole character, like, arc is part of this, but also not part of this. It was, it was interesting because it was, like, another for reasons, like, I'm with you. Wu was like, I need your DNA to fix the locust problem. Yep. Because reasons. They and did they did justify it a little bit because like the BIOS and locusts, like it was a corporate program. These locusts were designed like the dinosaurs we're talking about to take out rivals. Yeah. And he knew he realized that it's a bad thing. So he's like, I need whatever's in you to fix this because it's a bad thing. Exactly. But what was in her that would fix it? Didn't that they yeah, never explained. It never explained. And we find out that she's not exactly. We were led to believe that the grandfather Lockwood, yes, was like his daughter died, so he made a clone of his daughter, and in that a, was this Maisie girl in a lab in a test tube. Yes, yeah, which would have been like the dinosaurs. And, mm-hmm. But no, they got rid of all of that, and we find out that her mother actually pulled a blue, basically, mm-hmm. and just kind of. Without a partner, gave birth to her the same way dinosaurs, the dinosaurs do. And fixed, the, there's a little detail in there that the mother has a yeah. genetic disease that she knows she's going to pass on, but she's a scientist, so she fixed yeah. that, and that's... And apparently she was the most brilliant one of them all, though we never heard of her before, <laughs> you know? Well, because she died. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, you'd, you'd think that in the original Jurassic Park, there'd be like, you know a painting or a statue or something because this led me to believe that she was the reason for everything. And okay, I'll I'll go with you on this. So like we're talking about how there could have been a movie that existed about humans versus dinosaurs. Yeah. You could have done take away all these just trying to cram all these stories together and bring all the people you can in, do a movie that focuses on like the ethics of cloning, like Right. She's the ar- she's the good argument for it, but have the Thanos argument for cloning. Like they keep hinting at it at these movies, but they never really explore no. or No, go this down movie with it. was the mainly about giant grasshoppers <laughs> who are putting the world in a food crisis or could potentially. That's it. But not really because huh. the biosyn stuff wasn't getting eaten. So that wasn't even a threat. Yeah. That they acted like Ellie and all them acted like, "Oh, this will be a global food catastrophe." But no, Biosyn would just come to the field that got eaten and been like, here, plant this. The locusts don't eat this and everything will be fine. So it was, it, yep. was, it was not really a problem. Only in the problem in the sense if you wanted to frame that movie, it's like the corporate greed, like create a monopoly, outsource everybody else. Well, yeah, I know. Like Biosyn wants to be this. The, the but apple. that's not what they were saying. They were saying it was going to be a, like a hunger crisis. That's it. And they were only hinting at it. I, I think the more we talk about it, like... It is pick the problem you want to have. Like right. they try to put four problems in here that all solve themselves. Like, but pick one and go with yeah. it. There's way too many in here. No, it's like too many movies <laughs> packed into one. I mean, how cool would it have been to, like we said, do our Planet of the Apes type thing where the dinosaurs are mostly taken over? Yep. And somehow the original characters and the new characters have to come together 
to solve it. That's it. Or a just a simple problem there. Or maybe Maisie in her has a key to you know, like de-chaining, de-evolving all these things or something. I don't know. And they never even explain that key. Like make it a mutation that like accidentally kills people but still like has benefits. Like yeah. go that weird with yeah. it. You know? Like it's good but all you have it and things are going wrong with you. Like yeah. you could have done that. <laughs> But no, it's just she has the magic key that they don't tell us about, and you put it in Locus, and it fixed the Locus problem. Yep, Good job. that's it. The end. Thanks, clone. Yeah. It's like, what? No, you just made a clone human. Don't gloss over that. Yeah. But like we said, everything works out because of reasons. Uh, they take off. They survive as a group. I really, There is no good guy that dies. No. Only dinosaurs die. No. Only, and, well, bad guys die. And then, and then at the end, they show everything's living in harmony together. <laughs> Everything. It's like it's like elephants are walking right next to. That doesn't even. That doesn't even. So funny. That doesn't even happen in our world. (laughs) Like opposite species don't let. Like they were showing like the herds of like the dinosaurs mixed with horses or whatever it was. Yep. In our world, it doesn't. They don't. There's no camels running with the leopards. No, this it doesn't happen. And that's the (laughs) that's the thing too. It just made me think of that too. Is that. How at the beginning we were sold that we're going to get this Planet of the Apes type thing almost where, yep. where you had Chris Pratt as like a cowboy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a cow, it was like a dinosaur boy. There you go. But we just got to see that for like that one little scene because like, wow, wasn't that cool? Yep. But that could have been like a main like part of it, but it really wasn't. Or he has a superpower where he can control dinosaurs and he teaches other people. Like so something, yeah. Here's how you do it. Just hold your hand out like this. <laughs> and it's really weird, but it worked. Like, yes, it would have been cheesy, but no, I, I could I would have followed that storyline as well. More of that. I guess that's what I was looking for more of. And I guess that's what they were kind of selling at the beginning. But then something happened. This movie has so much just too many cooks in the kitchen type feel to it. Absolutely. Something happened to this movie. I don't know what. <laughs> Well, it wasn't Spielberg. He was only executive producer. Yeah, I know. Interesting. The director was Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Who I know as, like, everybody keeps touting his name as he was apparently early on in talks to do some of the Star Wars sequels. Yeah, he was supposed to do the third one of the the sequels. Like Duel of the Fates or something like that? No, I don't know what he was going to call it. Okay. He was supposed to do the third one, and apparently his script wasn't working out. Okay. So then they fired him and brought JJ in who did his thing. I got you. I, I've only read excerpts from the treatment that Trevorrow did for yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like capable, confident, excellent creator stuff. Yeah. And then I was surprised when I saw his name on this, which mm-hmm. makes me think maybe it's studio, maybe it's COVID. Something definitely happened, like you're saying, because yeah. if this guy is as good as writer as he is, I don't know how we got this too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Hey, you like dinosaurs? Here's some dinosaurs. Also, here's all the characters you love, but here's no explanation for most of yeah. the things that are going to happen. It was very disjointed. All right. So uh, I guess this is uh, where we do our pizza ratings. Uh, for those of you who are new to listening to our show, anytime we rate a show or a movie, we base it on a, a pizza pie That's it. that is traditionally cut into eight slices so it's a one to eight scale. We can add or subtract toppings, sides, and do crazy things with the pizza. It's so arbitrary. And if you ever held our feet to the pizza oven, we wouldn't be able to tell you how it works. That's true. It is super arbitrary, but I will also say super fun. Yes, super fun. So Mikey had eight slices of pizza. What do you give Jurassic World a dominion? Dominion. 
Well, so, okay, a little bit of a caveat. Like I said, I've seen all of these since the OG. Love the OG, and I've seen now all six of them. I did go see this in the theater. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would go see it in the... Given the Druthers again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. As a movie at home, I think it would have been a better time. Mm. So, I will say, go to the grocery store, get your favorite frozen pizza from the grocery <laughs> store, and eat half of it, four slices, sitting on your couch in front of your TV. You don't have to go to a fancy restaurant, no fancy toppings, just get your, your cheap, easy frozen pizza. A four-slice store brand frozen pizza. Yeah, you're going to feel weird afterwards, <laughs> but hey, oh, at, least you got, at least you could probably talk about it a little bit after. I don't know. Oh. Man, but yeah, four slices. This was yeah, good action set pieces. I love seeing these characters, but yeah. it's so much of it is inconsequential. I walked out of this movie and I was literally like, I was like, that was a dumpster fire. <laughs> I just like I can't remember like being so like just like why did I sit there and watch? You know, I kept waiting for it to get better um, because there's so many good actors in it. Yes, you know they kept me going. So was there um, ever a, was there ever consideration of walking out? So no. Oh okay. I was at the Alamo. The food I was eating yummy food. And there you we go. We had a bottomless popcorn, which is delicious because they put real butter on it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I'm gonna do it the way I like to do it when I'm not pleased with something. Is I I try and add slices based on stuff I liked. There you go. From the positive way. I always like seeing Jeff Goldblum, so he gets a slice. Mm, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just love that guy. I think Isabella Sermon did a really good job. I hope that this leads to her doing other things because mm-hmm. I think she's really good. Absolutely. So I'll give her a slice. I think that... Uh, <laughs> That's two so far. I think that DeWanda Wise was great. Oh, yeah, Watts. Uh, absolutely. As Watts, I'll give a slice for that too. And um, other than that... <laughs> I think maybe I'll go ahead and like put like, I don't know, like a topping on there just for seeing the old crew again. Because yeah, reasons. Because Lord Dern and stuff. <laughs> yeah, because reasons. So this gets like three slice topping of your choice. I like it. Hey, that, I would say that's almost generous. So it is generous. So, well, actually, I'm going to say three slice with a disappointing topping. <laughs> Like three slice with like onions on it or yeah. something. Only spinach? What? Yeah. yeah. I just like, who gets a pizza with just onions? Uh, supposed to be, <laughs> yeah. Three slice onions. That's, like what, that's what I'm going to give it. But yeah, this was disappointing because I really did. And what's funny is I hear a lot of people say that they didn't like Fallen Kingdom and they like this one better than Fallen Kingdom, which is weird to me because I liked Fallen Kingdom a lot. I think part of the problem for me is because I did like Fallen Kingdom and I wanted to see the resolution to, you know, Clone Girl and stuff. And then they I don't like how they did it. I don't like how they I see what they did there. I see that how you could get that through line that the dinosaurs birthed their own children. So that's what this lady did. But I thought it'd be cooler if like she literally was a clone. But it does speak to how these are almost two completely separate movies when they really should be one after the other. Yeah. But I'm with you. Exactly. You're right. This it could have been multiple films. Anyway. Uh it, not out of the possibilities. It had a budget of 185 million and it made 903 million. So oh, maybe we're getting uh, This was supposed to be the last one, too. It was right? supposed to be, but with that much money, I think no. we're getting a seven, eight, and nine. Yes, <laughs> we are. Well, I mean, that might be okay. Listen, if you're gonna do seven, do what we said. You can still do it. You can still do like Planet, Planet of, of the, the Dinosaurs. Yeah, Planet of the Apes with Dinosaurs. <laughs> 
because that would be that would be cool. Man, you should you do damn it. stinking lizards. You should do it just like Planet of the Apes. Why not? Like, I mean, shoot a guy in space and have him come back. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh wait, did I go back in time? It's like, nope, these are future dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could have it a guy who'd been in space before any of the movies happened. See? <sighs> We're giving away too many good ideas. That'll be we awesome. Write this down. <laughs> Because we had the space program before 91. Yeah, man. There you go. You just, you just have to make up some lost, you know, astronaut. Oh, yeah. Come back and it's like, what? Dinosaurs are real again? Yeah. Ooh. And do it's, do some, like, joint international missions so you can have, like, diversity in the, the people who come back. There you go. You know, some crazy, like, Russian guy and... Band of you know, survivors from yeah, all over. Be great. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> oh, we got to write this down. <laughs> But I don't want the dinosaurs to be smart. That'd be silly. Um, they still need to be scary dinosaurs. Oh, absolutely. That, that's how dinosaurs yeah. should be. I don't want Dr. Zayas the dinosaur. They can talk. They can sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, that's what we thought of Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, did, were you guys as disappointed as we were? Or did you love this? Was this like the greatest one you've ever seen so far? No, the first one's the greatest one ever. But anyway. Correct answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, let us know. You can hit us up on all our social medias at Assuming Pod. That's just Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're mostly on Instagram because pictures are fun. Yeah. You can also Gmail us, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Every week I say, yay, Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted? Uh, I want it delivered by locust. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of the flaming ones. One of the one of the good ones. <laughs> one of the one of the fixed ones. Yeah, yeah. One of the ones that has the the little girls uh, fixed whatever super magic super DNA thing. Key, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please do like and subscribe and share and tell all your friends about it. We really do appreciate all your support. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, not Scott Productions for Equipment, and Jazzar for our music. Uh, we hope you guys have a really good week. And, um, you know, keep those two little arms close to your chest and um, chomp on something. Go feed the delicious. dinosaurs at the lake. Yeah, go feed the dinosaurs <laughs> at the lake. Uh, Don't take any flights, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah.